Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating juicy, soulful, whole, living, adventuring, yeah, being on this journey of a lifetime. So the power of humor, I think I may have mentioned Rachel Naomi Remen Riemann before. Um, she's currently in her 80s. And she's a doctor who also knows what it's like to be a patient. Um, And she had, I think it's Crohn's disease, but also needed to have surgeries like in her teens. And yeah, so she really knows what it's like to be on both sides. She's written two books, Kitchen Table Wisdom and My Grandfather's Blessings. She may have written more, but just beautiful compilations of stories from her patients, from her. Um, They're just really, really lovely So I was listening to an interview with a U.S. Surgeon General who was interviewing her because when he was studying to be a doctor, he went to visit a friend at a Californian university and at that exact time that he went, his friend said that there's this program that's running about like the heart and soul of medicine and you have to do this program, you just have to do it. And it had been a program that there was an idea for it several years before, but nobody wanted to do it. So you can imagine, I mean, like now Rachel's like um, 80. So, I mean, it's probably like 50 years ago or so, um, very different sort of time and openness to that sort of idea of the heart and soul of, of, of medicine. So a lot of people turned it down and kept referring to somebody else until someone eventually had landed on like her lap. And she said yes, and it's just so interesting because the first time when she did the first, it was meant to be just like a one-off, and and she arrived and they put them, it was in the evening, like six to nine on like a Monday, and it was down in like a weird basement area, (laughs) and then the students were sitting on boxes, and at the end of the evening, they all came up to her and said, oh my gosh, can you come back again? Like, and she was like, well, when? And they were like, well, next week. (laughs) So it turned into an actual program that then ran for several years. And then this U.S. Surgeon General, who was studying to be a doctor, who'd come to visit his friend, who said at that exact time that he came to visit that, oh, my God, this thing's on and you've got to to come, you've got to come. So he came and sat in and listened and went to Rachel afterwards and said, like, um, yeah, he really resonated with it, but that he's not from that university. (laughs) And they weren't doing like an official roll call. So it's just so interesting, the timing of everything, of how he'd chosen to visit his friend at a different time. It may not have intercepted with him coming and because they had a conversation about bringing it to Yale. um, And now it runs in like a number of universities. Oh, goodness, I don't know. I think it's about 90. But yeah, just beautiful, the impact and the interconnection and how one never knows where something can lead. Um, But the story I wanted to share with the power of humor is because he was also asking her like what it was like like when she studied medicine there were very few women um studying medicine and in her year it sounded like she was like the only one and she said it was really like challenging you know like at some level sometimes it got very cruel and um when they had to split up into groups no one ever invited her into a group and she'd be like standing there until the professor would tell her to join one and it just never really felt welcomed into a group and um yeah so there was one that i just thought the power of humor just reminded me of patch adams and just that attitude of like breaking 
a pattern and, and not always reacting like emotionally and yeah how humor can diffuse things and unite people and break paradigms and transform situations and relationships so she told the story about how because he asked to hear she said she had a number of hair raising stories and this was the one that she shared that you know when they assigned um, cadavers to dissect for a number of months and they're in groups and um, there was one day that she was like really really late she couldn't remember why she was late um, and then the class had started then when she put her lab coat on you know she put her hand in her pocket she was like somebody had put a penis in her pocket and something in her just like yeah like kind of snapped but not in a way that she overreacted emotionally so in that moment like everybody was had their eyes on her because everybody knew this had been done and like this prank and seeing how she would react and she took it out of pocket, held it up, and she said, have any of you guys lost something? And then, yeah, everyone just burst out into laughter, and it, she said it just shifted everything. And, yeah, just how lightness, you know, and humor, if we can kind of connect to that. And even in, you know, like situations where people are trying to break you down, that humor can not only be a saving grace for us individually, but also can transform dynamics of a group. Um, and can break tensions. And yeah, so that's really what I took away. And it really it was like one of the most profound stories of that, like as I was listening to her, that I, yeah, I was, wow. Mm, and I mentioned the power of fasting. So also recently, I don't know, I injured my foot not knowing how, and it got really bruised. And with the idea of fasting being that it triggers our own like internal doctor, I just find it so phenomenal. And to do it with an intentionality of a reminder that, you know, there's no real satiating answer on the outside. It's really about just clearing and dealing with our, our ourselves on the inside and clearing our blockages and taking responsibility and doing the inner work. Because anything on the outside is like a temporary fix. You know, it can... Oh, goodness me. It's like if somebody feels lonely and then they get into a relationship because that person like distracts them or allows them to be distracted from a feeling of loneliness. They haven't really addressed... Because the thing is, like ultimately, like if everything, all energy is flowing beautifully inside and there are no blockages and there wouldn't be a sense of, of loneliness there'd be a sense of fullness and okay and, and being whether we're on our own or whether we're with other people so then you're with other person to share your fullness not because you feel something's missing that someone else has to fill um, so I just find fasting such a beautiful one to take on in terms of because you stop taking whether it's a I mean as far as the, the research and stuff that I've read like not to really go more than 24 hours on a dry fast but if you're drinking water or so you know like water um, I mean gosh there's numbers of days people have gone and had rem remarkable health and results but even just three to five days can be like a good reset but uh, yeah just the whole thing also of like anyone who wants to get into the world of fasting to really start small you know get your body used to so the things that i just love most recently about it it's just that reminder of going within 
that all our resources are actually incredible, that the body is designed to be adaptive and responsive and to handle challenging situations and to handle when it's put under stress of no food or no nutrition. And I just think, yeah, it's such a beautiful metaphor and muscle to practice and also like one of the doctors was saying it deals with addiction that today so many people are just addicted to food and addicted to eating constantly so like our bodies in years gone by when there wasn't food and then we had to go out and find food or hunt food you couldn't be suboptimal you actually needed to be more optimal in the situation of lack of food and it's incredible these switches that get turned on that the body like self-digests, it uses itself as like a resource now and how all there's all these stores and things that it's done to prepare for if there's a situation and how it actually like breaks down unoptimal cells and things to optimize everything for peak function. It's amazing. I think it's BDNF. If something gets released in the brain that causes like the regeneration of new brain cells Apparently around the three-day mark, you've got like stem cells that get produced and then just injected throughout the body for use for healing. Wow, wow, wow. So yeah, so many incredible, incredible things. Um, and yes, I really have been resonating with the idea of it being a practice of resilience and adaptability because you're switching over from... You know, whether you're metabolizing carbohydrates to ketones, which are more like fat-based. But just, um, yeah, getting the body to remember its capabilities and it, it should have that flexibility. And just like with us in life, to have flexibility with life. Hmm. This is so delicious. I'm really enjoying it for those reminders. So here is to, yeah, looking for the funny side of things. And my, my son had mentioned that he's been practicing sort of this wiring of when something doesn't happen the way he wants or when something goes like wrong so-called to actually like laugh and yeah to just find humor in situations to bring lightness and transformation and yeah whoever it resonates for it maybe just start playing even with a 12 to 14 hour window of not eating and just witness, you know, like the body's amazing. And then you can slowly increase that a little bit. Just see, I mean, every, everything's up to everybody as an individual. Um, but yeah, wow. So I kind of find myself in a place of really wanting to draw on natural resources. So that's why I sort of like taking the world of fasting a lot more seriously. Um, and looking, yeah, at maybe... Now just getting back into an intermittent phase um, and some longer fasts every month um, but then also incorporating exercise so even because I work at the desk so today every 55 minutes the alarm went off and I did five minutes of movement because it's also like yeah spoken of as being like an antidepressant and yeah so it's interesting the mix of everything is so on the last little note also, one of the guys, the doctors was talking about, with you know, with community and feeling a sense of belonging, that patients who have like heart surgery and have people who come visit them actually heal faster and get booked out faster than people that have no one. So yeah, it's such a mix of so many different factors, our health and well-being. And yeah, so happy adventuring, precious heart. Until we meet again. Mwah.